You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, yoga teacher. Today's episode is an on-air coaching call where I take a fellow teacher through a mini strategy session. These on-air coaching calls are a fascinating peek into the brains and lives of other yoga teachers. The teachers who participate are incredibly generous and brave to allow me to share their session on the podcast, and I have so much respect for them. Let's jump right into this on-air coaching call, and I will see you on the other side. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Here's my belly. Oh, oh, you look wonderful. Thank you. Great. That stereotypical glow. And it's um, nice having an active job while being pregnant. Um, I mean, it has its plus and minuses for sure. They're definitely, I've heard you talk about it too. I don't know when I heard you talk about it, if we had a conversation, but I remember you saying that um, you felt so sick and then yoga made you feel better. And it's the same way for me. The first trimester was so awful, but then I would forget about it when I was teaching and then I would feel awful again. It was crazy. Like I would be like, as soon as I would start teaching, I would not feel sick. And then as soon as the class was done, I would feel sick again. It's kind mm-hmm. of magic, w- weird magic. So, so you want to talk about planning for a maternity leave mm-hmm. and that's, oh my gosh, it's such a great topic. And I'm curious to see where this goes because in one way, it's like, you can't plan, you know, everybody right. has their own experience. Like there's just such a wide range of experiences. And I don't know that you can predict where you're going to fall until you actually go through it. And then of course there's the piece about the child itself, right? Because some babies sleep great and and are easy going and some babies are just super, super needy. So tell me, let's start with this. Tell me what you're already thinking. What, what has your mind already created? So I'm thinking in particular about When I'm leaving my clients, they all, honestly, I don't want to use the word needy, but as far as if I try to refer them out, but so far my experiences are like, no, you know, we just want to work with you, which is very flattering and awesome. And I also work with an older population. Like I'm not working with people my age. So it makes sense. Change gets harder the older you get. So I really want to be able to find a way to have my space and support them you know, if they don't want to be supported, it's fine, but I want to be able to offer some things to them that I could do ahead of time if they want it. And the only thing I can come up with are videos for them to do while I am taking my four to six weeks. And then I'm going to kind of keep it open-ended. Like you said, I don't know what um, capacity I will be able to teach in after I'm going to be selective in what I do for teaching. Um, and Brian and I both like, he works from home a lot too. And he, he's a commercial casting director and he's doing some in-persons again, cause of COVID, it just depends on COVID, I guess, but we're both ready to like, take care of the baby. He makes more money. So I will be putting his hours first 
And, you know, so that's kind of where I am. I am very good at going with the flow, but I just want to have a plan of how to support them and then be able to pivot with whatever happens. I love that. So you're thinking videos and when you think about your current clients, have they done videos in the past? I have recently gotten some of them to sign up for my video membership. And for some of them, it's been very hard to do. And I just keep emailing and keep encouraging because I'm also doing this to prep them for getting used to videos. So some of them have resisted completely and haven't been ready to do that at all. To a certain degree, we just can't control other people. And if they are only going to show up for a specific type of environment, like a live class, then it's not really on you to figure that out for them. Right. I mean, I love that you have the intention to support them through your leave, but you know, like so much of parenting is like that it kind of reflects that lesson or that journey of parenting where it's like letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go you know, and, and recognizing, okay, this is within my realm of responsibility. This is not right. So it's also me giving myself permission, like, Hey, I'm going through a life-changing event and I'm going to need my space. So for me first being okay with that. And then second, seeing how I can continue to support my current clients. Cause I would like to continue to work at some point. We'll see how, what that means. <laughs> I mean, part of it, part of that letting go, it's a really, it's a really amazing rite of passage to, to really let go and to really trust that the next iteration of your life is going to unfold beautifully or in whatever way you need or in whatever way you're ready for. So one of the things that I think is important when you're thinking about something like taking this break is to not be attached that the same students are going to be your students when you come back. Now you're, you're not taking a long break. So probably a lot of them will, but if you can let go internally of that feeling of like grasping of, oh gosh, I need to figure out how to bridge this gap for them so that they come back, but instead be like, I recognize that I need this space. I'm going to do my best to support them through it. And I'm going to release them a hundred percent so that when they come back, it's like a pleasant surprise instead of like only noticing the people who didn't come back. I think that's great. And it also, which I have mentioned, would be a great opportunity for them to take classes with other people and learn different things, which I have mentioned. I said, as you know, every teacher has their own style and what they like to offer. So this can be an opportunity for you to grow in a different way. Some, you know, and again, we'll see what happens with the time. So that's good for me to remember to say that to them. Like this is an opportunity for you to embrace some change as well, because we all get into our routines. Exactly. So now they have the choice, right? They basically have three choices do your videos, find other teachers, or take a break from yoga. So with the videos, which was one of the main things that I really wanted to brainstorm with you on, I have videos 
that I have created for my video membership that people can take whenever, and you know, they're different styles, et cetera. I also thought about for people that need the accountability, they're like, I want a video emailed to me at 8 a.m. on Wednesday, like specifically for what I'm working on. So that is something I'm going to ask them, like, would you like this? So then, you know, I always have money questions. I'm wondering if I do that, what is the rate? Because it's still an hour of my time to film the video. I would do it something like via Zoom, so I wouldn't have to deal with the exporting and that because it takes way longer for anybody that's done videos that knows that. But I'm like, so what do I charge them? Do I keep them at the same rate because I'm doing the same work, but I'm not there in person to support them. So this is where I'm in my head about it. Okay. So are you custom recording these videos for them or are they already recorded? If that was just an option that I was brainstorming about that I could for people that are saying, I still want to do yoga, let's say Wednesday at 8 a.m., and I want it to be with you, but I know you're going to be at maternity leave. So I'm like, I could email you. I could just schedule it out ahead of time and have it emailed at 8 a.m. on Wednesday and they get to have their yoga class and they're paying for it. So they're still accountable in that way as well. That was the other idea I had besides them just subscribing to the membership channel. I don't know if people are going to want to do it, but I wanted to chat with you about it before I proposed it. So it was well thought out. And if they're like, yeah, actually, I would like videos that you make ahead of time for me. I will do that. And then I'm wondering, what well, do I charge them the same rate I'm charging them for a private? I generally don't recommend like creating a bunch of extra new different things when you already have something that will work. Okay. So the membership will work. What you could do is run some kind of like special during the membership, and you could even use it to promote the membership all around before your maternity leave to try to boost membership and say, okay, for this six weeks, we're doing a special carries on maternity leave challenge and you send them the link, but it goes into the membership and only members can do that. So instead of like trying to set something different up and having to manage two different systems and just to wrap your brain around two different ways of working with people, that's actually essentially the same. Mm -hmm. I would just use what you've got and modify that kind of add some layers of bonus to that, because then the people who are already members of that, they don't have to sign up for something else, right? You want to recognize and encourage and reward the people who already signed up. Okay. Got it. And the membership that I have is pretty much for the yoga videos is a subscription channel. So that is what that is. It's a video. I have it right now for $14.99 a month, like compared it to yoga glow or what the others are doing. And it's a subscription channel. So those, what people are doing, the private clients, I don't think any one of my private clients recently signed up for it. I did a push the last week for December and there's a one week trial and, or maybe two of them did it. And then I also have a membership, which is way different than, I mean, everybody has their own membership. It's a monthly unlimited class and we meet three times a week. And it was really to replace for my corporate yoga clients during COVID that wouldn't pay for their 
um, their corporate yoga anymore. I made it really affordable for people that want to pay on their own. This group has been with me since COVID started. And I've had some that have changed and not. So I've already chatted with them to start talking with them about maternity leave. Those are also people that I could look at differently with the video membership as far as, and some of those have the video subscriptions. So that's why it's kind of like everybody has their own thing. Obviously, I won't be maximizing money because the video membership I have is only $14.99. But I like the idea you have about if I wanted to do something with a challenge and with the membership, that's something different. Okay. So I'm wrapping my brain around all the things you have going on. I, I didn't realize that you were talking about private clients and that you would custom make videos for them. If so, then yes, hundred percent charge the same amount you, it took an hour of your time plus the time to upload and organize the emails and stuff like that. So I would definitely charge the same amount and that's up to them. You know, are they, are, are they, do they want to do that or not? That's here's the price. It's the same. Um, I definitely would not charge less for that for anything. Custom custom is it's premium. Then when it comes to the membership, I don't think that individual yoga teachers who have memberships should compare themselves to yoga glow or these big platforms, because these big platforms are really designed on numbers. They're really designed around getting a ton of people in the membership and what they're lacking is the personal touch. What they're lacking is the relationship and people will just like you, you already said in the very beginning of this conversation that your students want you. So charging $15 a month is really selling yourself short. When you recognize that you're not going to get thousands of people signing up for this, you're going to get a few people who are very connected to you. And they're, I absolutely think that that kind of a personal connection raises the value significantly. I agree 100%. And I have been looking at when I started it, it was kind of me just learning to do it as far as business and marketing and seeing where it's at. And then I have realized I'm like, this is not working in the way that I thought it would. I have not had as many people sign up. I haven't had the numbers and you're exactly right. You have to have the numbers in order for it to make sense. So I have been looking at restructuring this and I do need to look at it in a smarter way, especially with maternity leave for sure. I like, it's kind of got me, you know, I'm trying to think of the word this maternity leave and planning ahead has definitely forced me to start making decisions. And you get that feeling of that scary feeling like, Oh God, things are changing big time. Like what, what can I make of this? <laughs> Just wait till the birth. <laughs> Yeah. One of my students today in class said, my niece had a baby last night and I don't want to tell you how long her labor was. <laughs> so this is actually a perfect time. End of the year is perfect timing to reevaluate your structure and your rates. And what you could do is you could run a special for anybody who wants to commit for an entire year for the entire year of 2022 in your membership that they can get it at the old rate. So you get a little like boost, a little revenue boost. Uh, now, and then you'll tell them if you want to keep paying monthly, or if you want, you know, to wait, the price is going to go up to this. And so that's a nice way to sort of invite people to recommit and also generate some money at the same time. 
yes, I like that. It's a lot of restructuring, but it's a direction that I'm overdue to go in 100% for what I have going on. And so with this group class with your former corporate clients, remind me again what you're thinking about for them just to feed them into the membership? Yeah, I am thinking that now. I, I'm forced to make a decision to change about this because I have my group of my people. I also had an extra client. It was a corporate client that a lady hired me to do. It was her account. I used to actually teach for her in person. And I used to go to this place in person. They moved to Zoom. So I was getting revenue in two places, basically, which everybody knew that they were fine with it they're no longer going to hold any in-person classes and they're going to be doing their own thing. They have some international workouts. So I'm losing that money that I normally got for my midday yoga break class. So I knew when this came, I knew at some point it probably would. I'm like, that money definitely helped me keep the numbers, though the price lower for everyone. I'm going to have to plan to restructure at some point. So this just happened. And so now I'm like really thinking about what to do. Now I'm definitely thinking about doing this very different, having all these videos accessible to everyone, which has been in the back of my mind. The class has been offered at three days a week. And then for a while, I have been thinking about bringing it down to two days a week, which is more feasible for me, sustainable. If I have, I do hire yoga subs to teach that one and I'll continue to do that. And that is my plan for maternity leave, as long as I have enough people in there to fill it. So I'm kind of thinking January, which I've already talked to them about it, two days a week, same price though. Hmm. Have videos to support the other day that we normally have is what I've already talked to them about. Okay. So one thing to consider, at least over the long term, maybe not yet, is just funneling everything into the membership, simplifying down. I mean, except for your private, your one-on-ones, that makes sense to do that separately. But if you can get all, like, let's say you have a corporate client, what they can do is they can buy a certain number of spots in your membership and your membership can include live classes and pre-recorded classes. And that way you're really cutting down on your own admin work and your own complexity of your relationship. And you're, you're giving people like this clear way of working with you that fits how you want to work with people if that makes sense. Like you're basically saying I'm the leader here and this is the format that I would like to work with people. Are you interested? I think in the beginning, when we first start teaching, we're always very flexible. We're like, Oh, you want this? Okay. Let me make that happen. Oh, you want it like this? Okay. Oh, you want me to come to you or you want to come to me? Oh. And, and we just like start to tie ourselves in knots to fulfill everyone else's agenda. And one thing that happens when you become a parent is that the needs of the child are so enormous that your bandwidth for caring for others, your bandwidth for, for like flexing for other people is really reduced. Yes, that all makes perfect sense. And I really do like the idea about funneling everyone that fits into the membership for this. It's something that I haven't, it's kind of been in the back of my mind, but you're making it clear for me, basically, is what I'm saying about the direction I need to go in for this. 100%. 
Um, one thing that you do know about me is I've always had a few things going on this year or I got pregnant and got married. So a lot of moving forward with business had to be put on hold because I felt so bad during pregnancy. My first month, I was really just maintaining and let, you know, the clients that I had. And then we had the wedding and then I started, that was over and I started feeling better again. So I was able to start thinking clear. So I just had to give myself that break this year. But sometime in the future, I have a couple of shifts that I'm making, and I still am working with cancer patients. It's been more on a private level, but, and because of COVID, it's been a little different as well. But starting next year, I am going to, at a hospital, work with breast cancer patients. And it's actually the same recovery program that I went through, but they didn't have yoga. And I've always been in touch with them. It's more of a workout with exercise physiologist. And I told them I did a yoga for cancer training. And so they're going to bring me on to do the yoga portion. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. So I'm very excited. And, you know, I know it's going to be slow going because of me having a baby, but I still would like to have that be a part of my future of working with breast cancer ladies. So I'm going to still have that added on and then let things go as that works out naturally. So that's why I'm open to, I'm going to try to make work what I have going, but I also know in my gut, this is sustainable now because it's income. And these are people we've been together for years, but it's not going to be a forever relationship as well. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the more reason to streamline what you have and really make it sustainable instead of trying to do all the different things for all the different people, the more that you can figure out how to minimize the mental load on yourself, but still offer sort of the same quality of instruction and the same quality of relationship, I think that's going to be win-win. Yes. That makes me feel a lot lighter already to think about. There's less stress. And then I'm inviting more room into my life of the new things because I'm in it's a huge new transition, marriage, baby, moving into different phases with my yoga teaching career. So that makes perfect sense. And I do have a ton of videos that I have saved from teaching Zoom for this group that I haven't even, I've always known that I'm going to do something with them. They're not up on the membership or anything yet, but I have so many videos. They're not the high quality videos that I like to make because I love to use my video cameras. But if you're cranking out classes, that's not sustainable either necessarily when you're trying to, and I have, and then too, I've talked to my clients just so people know, and I always ask them questions like, cause they'll have my high quality videos and they'll have the zoom. I'm like, what do you like better? And they're like, sometimes we're just watching on our phone and you know, it doesn't necessarily matter. And so I thought that was really interesting to hear them say that. It is interesting, isn't it? How we get in our heads about perfectionism. And I mean, I know I do this with the podcast. It's like, I will make edits and make cuts and like do things that nobody notices and nobody would care. I was listening to this really sort of high-end podcast recently, like a really popular podcast. And there were so many things in there that I would have cut out. And I was like, wow, but I don't really care because I'm getting the information I want. So I do think that's super interesting. And I think that's such a lesson for everybody listening. Don't let your idea of what other people want prevent you from helping them when what they really want is the essence of what you can offer. It's not the bells and whistles. And, you know, we always compare ourselves 
to the people with the hot, with the big budgets, right? Like you were comparing yourself to yoga glow. I'm like, no, you can't, you're not in the same category as yoga glow. And if you try to compete with them, you're just going to end up feeling crappy about yourself. You're you. And if you wanted to like compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to another independent teacher who, you know, has been teaching a handful of years and, you know, has some loyal students, but has a lot of potential for growth and a lot of passion and a lot of strong relationships. That's who to compare yourself to if you must compare. I think that's great advice for sure. And at the beginning of the pandemic, my mindset was not even there because I think we all were in the same place. We're like, okay, let's just jump ship and everybody who did it first. And I was one of the first people to just, I think um, the pandemic was in March two years ago. And maybe by the next month I had online classes. Like I just figured, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Zoom, any of it. I just jumped in. I figured it out really quickly because I just had a feeling that it would be something beneficial to figure out how to do. And then I never really had time to look back and restructure until I was forced to, which is usually what happens in life, which is right now. Exactly. So is there anything else that you were hoping that we could talk about that we haven't gotten to yet? Regarding the yoga plan for my private yoga students and the membership, I feel really good about for that. The other question, which that I did mention to you before is I'm creating a on-camera course. And that's something that I have been, I'm being, you have taught me about organization, which I've been really excited about. I have everything on the spreadsheet. I'm taking time to write out the description. So I'm very clear because I'm more of a impromptu person and would like to start recording everything first. So I'm feeling really good about my structure and to share. This was my second plan to, is basically to teach people who do not know how to film yoga videos, who do not know how to use a camera, who do not know how to do anything to really handhold them and walk them through how to do it. So I'm working on finishing up this course and that's something else that I wanted to plan on selling next year. And I know it's a lot right before I have a baby, but this is in my wheelhouse. Like this is something that's easier for me to do than even supporting my private yoga clients, I feel like. So this is the other direction that I'm really working on going in in my career. So I was also, since you're a mom and, and I'm talking about maternity leave, doing something like this is finished before the baby happens. But my other plan was to be able to sell this course and to support people in a way that doesn't take a ton of my time because I'm a new mom that want extra help with the course, basically. So that was my other thing, which I'm honestly more excited about than anything to do. <laughs> so for supporting people, because I know you have a lot of experience in doing that, some people are going to be fine with just buying the course and they're not going to need any extra support at all. So that's going to be, and I've asked other yoga teachers and some are like, yep, I'm good. I'll just buy a course and I'll follow it and I'll be done. So I thought maybe that could be my first plan. I just get it out there and I'll have a face, my Facebook group and people can ask questions in there. Would that be something later on after I kind of get my bearings of having a baby is opening up more of a platform or membership platform to a plan like later on in the years, what I'm thinking to find out what people really needed, maybe what I missed, or if they just need handholding and for questions. So that's just something that I'm trying planning for to go through December of next year. 
Great. I love the idea of releasing it as a self-guided version first, because you don't know what your bandwidth is going to be. So you don't want to overload yourself. And what I would do though, is I would call this a beta version and tell people, sell it as you're getting a great deal on this in exchange for giving me feedback. And you can decide how you want to get the feedback. You can just send a survey monkey survey or even a Google form survey. You could at a certain point have like a focus group where I would bill it as sort of a combination focus group and Q and a, so just one time you decide, let's say you, you have 10 weeks to go through the course, and then we're going to do a session of Q and a where, first of all, just knowing their questions is going to be helpful for you. Like what questions do they have after this? And also you can ask them some questions as part of the beta, um, the beta version. And, you know, not everybody will show up and not everybody will complete it. And that's okay. You're just going to focus on the people who do show up and the people who do complete it. Does that help? That helps. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a wonderful plan. And also I had a similar idea in the back of my head as well for initial parts. So um, I'm glad you said everything you did because I felt like my instincts were on track with that. They definitely were. Well, I'm so excited for you. And I hope that you are going to post lots of super cute baby pictures all over your social media. I know that we'll stay in touch through the Impact Club. And I'm just so happy for you. This sounds like a incredible plan. And I love seeing your face light up when you talk about this on-camera course, because I really think, especially as moms, we need something that, that gives us that fuel, that juice, that sense of being a creative human being beyond just, a, you know, a food and comfort source. Thank you. And thanks for that reminder. Cause I definitely, since I am such a creative person, I will need that to survive. Like I will definitely need that. So I'll remember to not forget it because yeah, I have to have, and I remember telling my husband now, when we talked about having kids, I'm like, look, I can't do this by myself. Like, I'm not going to be able to be that mom who does everything about her kids all the time. I already know that about myself, but he's going to be an amazing father. He's so excited. So I have like a great partner with, so it's like, thank goodness, because then we could both have our independence too. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. I was so excited about this topic because I, it had never occurred to me and I know that you're not the only one out there. So I really appreciate you asking to do the on-air coaching call and, and having this idea. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you.